Hey yo, hey yo, thank y'all for joining us. This is episode 20. We made it. We made it. We made it. Um, thank you, Victoria, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. We have Victoria Hill, HR business partner, um, who I got a, a, the honor to get to know in my time at Advance. So thank you for coming on. And then, uh, as always, Dominic Samino. How are you? The man, the myth, the legend. Thank you. Thank you, guys. For everyone that's tuning in, everyone that's here, I have my son here. I have some people here that have uh, been with us from the beginning, and I really, really value that. Um, some people that have jumped in and some people that are going to be here for the future of what we're trying to do. And just to give everyone the background that has been here, we are going to take a three-week break after today uh, and come back and go ham. I promise you that. But what we're trying to do here and what we will do, we will succeed at, is, you know, Cesar said it best. We're trying to change mindsets to overcome stereotypes. And that's, that's powerful when you really think about it. But how do you do that? And with our festivals and the synergistic approach that we want to have and the experiential approach that we want to take to helping people get inspired is, I think it's going to be pretty powerful, you know, and, and the goal is to do it the right way though, because, you know, anyone can um, try and make a difference, but how do you uh, create systemic change? I think is what it boils down to. Um, so again, I appreciate you coming on. Um, our title tonight is your passion first. And I want to thank you for that. Um, because I didn't have an episode title, and I try and lean on people to see what, what they want to talk about or what's helped them get to where they want to be in life and find their passion. So when I asked you that, Victoria, you said, well, can we do just your passion first? And, and I think it was like through text, and in my head I was mm -hmm. like, man, she's about to mess up my whole thing. <laughs> like, well, I, I need a topic. Like, that's our whole premise. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like, this is our last episode for this season. It's a nice way to go out with a bang. Right. All of your topic. Right. Why not have the topic be our whole premise and, and the title of the nonprofit? So can you tell us a little bit about just you? Let's start there. Tell us about you and how you got where you are today. Sure, sure. Um, started off my career in college, like some of us do, undergrad, thinking about, okay, I want to make money. That's really what I want to do. Um, received my undergrad in computer programming, which that's something that really I didn't want to focus on right after undergrad. You know, sometimes we take classes, we say we want to make money, but that wasn't my passion. 
you know, I thought money was my passion, but really that wouldn't fulfill me through my life. So working in jobs, I worked in retail, I worked in customer service positions and realized really my passion was people. My passion was talking to people, engaging people, encouraging people, just showing compassion. But what could I do with that, right? What, what, how do those skills translate? So started working for a company, large, large drugstore um, that I won't name on this show, sure. but working for the, working in the employee relations department. And I thought, this is something that is interesting to me, but I didn't have the skill to match my passion. So I failed at it. Failed. Full transparency. Failed. And, you know, I said, you know what? That failure is going to take me someplace else in life. I'm going to turn that failure around. And what I did, I went back to school, received my master's in human resources, because I said, you know, my passion is people. What better job than to be in human resources? You didn't fail, you learned. Yeah, I learned. Yeah. yeah, it was an opportunity. You stay, yeah. Definitely you, like, an opportunity. Something happened, yes. And you stayed on that track, though, stayed even though that happened to you, right? Stayed on it. Because I'm not the type of person that just stays down. Right. You right. know, so it was an opportunity for me to step up yeah. and do more and learn and hone my skills. Yeah. But my passion was people. So that skill went along with that passion. Right. So. It just worked out perfectly. So now I'm in human resources and I'm doing what I love to do every day. That's awesome. It didn't start that way. It didn't start that way. I had to stumble a little bit. Sometimes you have to fall, stumble, then just pick yourself back up and move forward. So there's a quote by Thomas Brown and it's, as reason is a rebel to faith, so passion is a rebel to reason. I'll say it again. As reason is a rebel to faith, so passion is a rebel to reason. Um, I'll let Dominic dive in. What do, what do you think about that quote? Well, I think it's actually super powerful. I, um, when I hear the word rebel, I don't really think of it as a negative connotation. I think of it more as um, you just kind of question everything, you know? So when I hear it in that sense, I hear it as you. Can you read that last part again? Yeah. Just so I don't so, mess it up. Yeah, as re- I'll read the whole thing. As reason is a rebel to faith so passion is a rebel to reason right so if passion is a rebel to reason it's it's just contesting it that's it and it wants to see if your passion is stronger than your reason or if you're just going to give up without even trying and it's like you said at the beginning you know it wasn't i mean you deemed it a failure but it wasn't really a failure it was just a lesson and a new opportunity mm-hmm. right. Definitely. and it's the same thing with that and reason would be like ah oh, i failed Oh man, I'm I'm a failure. But passion right. is rebelling against that, saying, yep. "No, you really like this. Take it as a learning lesson. How do you get better at what that what that learning lesson was? How do you not make that mistake? Oh, you educate yourself. Exactly. The space. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Good, good. Um, just to recap on at least the original ten principles. Um, the company is your passion first. The podcast is Principles of Passion. And the reason I, I started it is trying to find out what my passion was. Mm-hmm. And I know Dominic's heard me speak. I think Anna's going to hear me speak coming up, right? And Brandon's heard me speak, Justin. Um, I wanted to be on a bigger platform. And when I say that, I wanted to help more people, right? Everyone can like, like want to be somewhere bigger. 
Um, for me, my passion is mentoring and coaching, but it was hard for me to finish every workshop I did and everyone still want to talk more with me and like ask more questions. So I was like, okay, well, how do I, I want more people to hear me. I want more people to be able to tune in. That's what drove me to this. And then really just with the festival part, I wanted to help more with my current company and I wasn't able to. And like, I was even told by my body, like, hey, you can't do that because we do this, right? And so, okay, well, how do I do it, right? Not look at it as, oh, I failed, I, I messed up. It's like, oh, I can't do it. So how, right, what's the test? It's the test. Yeah. So how do you do it in that way? So I think I'm slowly uh, but surely growing through, I think, that skin. Um, in, in that, let me ask you, what's the toughest thing? that you've had to, would you think that that was the toughest thing? Was, was that challenge? Um, yeah, that challenge? Yeah, I think just changing my mindset and just picking myself up. Because sometimes when you fail, it's hard to just pick yourself back up right. because in your mind, you're thinking, I'm a failure. Right. That's the first thought that pops in your mind, I'm a failure. But then you have to like rethink and retrain your mind to say, I am not a failure. I can do this. I'm great. You have to like talk to yourself and then have people around you that motivate you and encourage you because that's the key. Yeah. Be around people that say, you know, you can do it. You can do it, Victoria. You can do it, Chris. Just tell, telling you that you can make it and then helping to pull you back up. Sometimes you need that support system, but if you don't have it, that support system's in you. Yeah. And that's so crazy you mentioned that too. That's why I love like all these guests that come on because everyone whether they watched the previous episode or not, they all correlate without anyone knowing. Like last week we had someone come on and they were talking about um, their demons that they had to face when they were going through um, a tough time. And, you know, it was kind of like you were saying with the whole mentality thing, there's things that like you get down on yourself. It's like you have to, you have to overcome them to see you the really bigger do. picture. You really do. Yeah. And it's not as easy as me sitting here saying just overcome them. I mean, there are steps you have to take. Of course. You know, and it's, you know, sometimes it's harder for others, you know, than other people, you know, but just keeping your mind like on that goal, like this is my goal, this is what I want, and I'm going to reach it. Yeah, and sometimes you need checkpoints in between. It's not just one long shot, you know, you need those checkpoints exactly. to see alternatives, or you need that lesson learned mm -hmm. to, to get through and really accomplish that goal. Definitely. Let me go through the original 10, and I, I just want you to pick one out to you that mm -hmm. rings a bell. Okay. Um, and just for everyone listening in, these, were, these are all principles that have helped me. In our uh, subsequent 10 episodes, we actually did ones that worked for everyone else. So the first ones were do the right thing, attitude is everything, don't let your emotions get the best of you, Believe in yourself, set goals, stay organized, 85% of all jobs are filled by networking, diligence is the father of persistence or perseverance, if you don't have an education, you better have a craft or a lot of money, and even if you have all three, nothing in life is guaranteed, and then be elite. So of those, is there one that kind of stands out more to you or that you kind of want to elaborate on? Or? Yeah, I think the one that just really hit me is attitude. Attitude. 
keeping that attitude, like they say, fake it till you make it yeah. type of thing. Keeping that attitude positive and strong, even if that's not how you're feeling inside, if you keep putting that front up and, you know, acting to it and working on it and being that, yeah. eventually it'll come around. So definitely keeping a good attitude. And people like to be around people with a good attitude. Yeah. Yep. So right. just yeah. attitude. Smile. Mm? Smile. Smile. Yeah. Even if you're not feeling like smiling, smile. It'll make somebody else smile. Right. And look, it could have somebody offer you a job. So yeah. and you know, fake keep it that attitude. It, but abide by the company you keep. And if you're, if you're confident, you're going to attract that confident energy around you. You're going to have that optimism around you. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Sure. For sure. Um, there's a good quote by Harriet Tubman. And I think when it comes to attitude, I think we can all have good attitudes but i think dreamers are what sets this world on fire and so what she says she says every great dream begins with a dreamer always remember you have within you the strength the patience and the passion to reach for the stars to change the world and I, you know i think if you heard it and you didn't know it was from her you would say oh that's kind of cliche but when you think of what her journey was yes. and what she went through uh, and how many nights she brought people to see the stars, I think that's such a powerful quote um, because she did what other people couldn't do. Mm -hmm. And she dreamed big, you know, just like some of the greats, uh, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Um, there, there's a lot that I look at, you know, and not just people of color. There's a lot of people that dream big. I think that when I look at what we're trying to do, where the lack is, is that there's a lot more people of non-color up top than there are people of color. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up with my white stepdad since I was one, right? I have my black dad, but I only see one color, and that's just people, mm -hmm. right? I don't see what, what people are. Mm -hmm. um, but I do see the reality of life. In that there are less people of Hispanic, of African American, of Asian, of mm -hmm. all races up top. And so when I think of dreaming, um, I, I'll never forget the movie I saw, uh, Bo Bewinkled. It's a Warren Beatty and Halle Berry movie. And I'm going to have to look it up. But they talk about everyone being one color at some point. Yeah. There's one point at the end, and they like, Halle Berry's a black girl, and he's a white guy running for politics, and they get together, and at the end he says, I wish that everyone would just have sex so that we're all the same color. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And it was, it was so powerful in terms of dreaming and being a dreamer and, like, reaching for the stars. Mm -hmm. um, I think we really have an opportunity to do that here with what we're trying to do. Um, and, and I think that when you look at a dream, it starts somewhere, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So let me ask you, for you, when did your first dream of HR happen? When you're like, that's, that's what I was meant to do. That's what I was meant for. You know, I think in my failure that I mentioned, yeah. that opportunity, that's when I said, you know, this, this is what I really want to do. And like some people, when the door gets closed, you just keep going the, the other way. But I think that's when I really started dreaming and seeing the possibilities. 
of this is what I want to do. This is what's going to make me happy. This will fulfill me for the rest of my career. So in that, I just said, look, I have to, I have to do this. I like it. You know, I had a passion around it. I just didn't have the skill to help me. So once I received the education and the skill, I was like, it's no holding me back. Yeah. So so. It, was, it was you fighting what someone told you you couldn't do. You're like, actually, no, I'm going to do it. I just, I need to do this. To I need to do this. Right. Yeah, and so in those dreams, we can dream big. There's a lot of dreams out there, but dreams have to be backed up. So we have to keep pushing towards that dream. Yeah. Keep pushing, keep pushing. Put right. action behind it. I agree. I agree. Don, what about you? When, uh, when would you say was the first time you kind of dreamed of, of what, and I know you have a lot of passions and you're developing more every day, um, but like of your greatest passion, um, when was the first time you kind of dreamed and, and was like even a daydream and nightdream, like that's, that's what I want to do? Um, I can't count it on my hands and fingers, but I'd say it's about um, maybe like the, 25, the 25th time someone let me down. Yeah. And uh, kind of like you, like I have a, I think my passion, well, I don't think, I know my passion is people. And I'd say when, when I was let down, you know, life goes on. You know, you can't, you either wallow in it or you keep moving. And I would say I learned that this isn't a reflection of myself. And just because someone let me down, I can't focus on why they let me down. I know that, like, I'm trying to spread this, uh, this passion of optimism and goodness in the world. And if I conformed to this negativity and how people let me down, I started letting people down, nothing would get changed. And there's something that really resonates with me that um, someone close to me told me. It was probably my boss, to be honest. Rahul, if you're listening, I appreciate you. Um, don't come to anybody, especially a supervisor, with a problem with no solution. And I'm, I'm all for that. And I could have sat around and complained about, oh, how this world is so crappy and how the people are bad. But if I'm not doing anything about it, I'm just as bad. So with that being said, I'd say um, just having the letdowns. That's when I really realized that that was my passion is people and I want to see a better world. So I have to be a better person and keep carrying that out. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And I don't think a lot of people uh, take that full responsibility and ownership over what they can control. Um, you know, Morgan Field was on one of the episodes and her book is Epic Sexy You. She has another book coming out that's almost there called Powerful as Fuck. And she really, really talks about that overcoming uh, that inner mm -hmm. demon, right? Or that inner ninja mm -hmm. and taking ownership over what you can control, you know, what you have control over. Mm -hmm. uh, and that includes your emotions because I think we have, we have a lot of control over that too. And we don't take advantage of that in the best way. Um, so Neil deGrasse said, passion is what gets you through the hardest times that might otherwise make strong men weak or make you give up. That's, that's pretty deep. Um, is there a time that you can think of when, let me, let me rewind, did you almost give up? 
Yeah, there were times. Yeah, there were that, times. That definitely. one time when you had the dr the dream, though, did you almost give up? Yes. And like honestly, when yes. like when was that day? Like I want to kind of hear vividly of what that looked like, you know, or how that felt. Yeah. Well, you know, whenever you are released from a position, right. you know, you're just like, oh, okay, let me figure out. Right. What I'm going to do, because I'm not good at this. Right. So, obviously, there's something else out that's there That's what for you think me. right away. I'm not good at this right away. I failed. Right. You know, let me just figure out something else to do. But it's not that, right. you know, obviously. Because right. that, that let me down or I let myself down. So, okay. yeah. So, in that. Okay. Yeah. And other than the support system, right? Let's mm -hmm. pretend that wasn't there. What did you have to get from yourself? To get over that hump what did you have to obviously the positive coaching but was there anything specific or a mindset specifically that you had to to have to get over that well full transparency look we're out here to make money so <laughs> we have to take care of ourselves full transparency right. so i had to do something that would support me but i didn't want to do something that supported me that wouldn't make me happy because why get up every day Go into a role and you're not happy. It's just a mental toll you don't need. Right, right exactly, exactly. Right. So, need money, need to support myself, and I had to tell myself, no, I'm not, you know, I, I know I'm a smart person, right. you know, whatever that means, but I know I'm capable of doing more than just, like you said earlier, wallowing in exactly. this. I'm capable of more. So, I had to kind of, you know, kind of encourage myself, really. Yeah. You know, so if I didn't have that support system, I had my inner self saying, you can do this. You have to do this. Right. You know, you can't let people down. You can't let people see you fail. You failed, but you don't want the entire world to see you fail. And you can't stay in that. Right. So that just helped push me yeah. to do more. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Dom, um, I guess for you... And I know you're you're younger in your career, but older in your mindset. Um, I, I I truly feel you're an old soul. Yeah, I'm ready to uh, turn uh, dust. <laughs> <laughs> um, for you, what's been uh, the most exciting thing for you as you've learned to define your passion? To be honest, it has nothing. Uh, full transparency, it has nothing to do with the. Well, I guess it, to some degree it has to do with the passion, but it's just um, being able to be self-aware, I'd say. Just seeing where I've come from, seeing how I've matured, the choices I've made, the choices I make now. Um, seeing that different mindset take place, and um, it's kind of like a pat on the back to to understand the different decisions you make. And I guess for me, it's like I'm in this stage of transitioning from like not even a young adult, it's more of just this gap between transitioning from who I was to a full-blown adult and to be able to look back and see the choices I've made and the choices that have gotten me where I am. Um, it took a lot, and sometimes it's a little harder to accept it than others, but you see it and you understand that the more you grow, the more you can better yourself and the more you can better the world around you. Good. Awesome, man. Awesome. Uh, there's an article I want to go through, and we, there's a few points on here that I think 
are good for people out there to hear because I think a lot of people struggle finding their passion. They struggle uh, being able to translate what they're good at mm -hmm. to what they like, to what they're passionate about. Uh, and so I wanted to go over a few of these. I, we were even having a conversation earlier um, over pizza before the show about this. So I think mm -hmm. it's good that it's coming up. Um, one of these is start with the right perspective. And you started the show off with that. Elaborate more on what you said initially and like how we can give some advice to people out there that may not come from the best upbringing or may have had negativity or just may have any excuse mm -hmm. as to why they're not where they are. What, what advice do you think we could give to them right now? I think you said something earlier that was really important that there's not a lot of people of color in like the higher positions anywhere. So I'm thinking that, you know, one thing you have to think about is a, a quote that I'm thinking about right now is Mother Teresa and President Obama also said it is be the change you wish to see in this world. So if you're thinking about others behind you, even like, you know, a young man like you, you can think of who can I inspire? Who can I help along the way? So by me doing what I'm doing, I can help inspire young girls to do it. You know, you can inspire young boys to do, do what you're doing and to dream big. So I think that's something that's the perspective you can take is, let, you know, let me see who I can change in this world. Like we want great people. We want great leaders. You know, we had a great president and President Obama. So that's the ultimate example. So, you know, he now sets the path for others to see him. So we have to set the path in what we do so others can follow. Awesome. Um, right perspective, what would you say? Right perspective? Yeah, what, as, as being one of the first uh, tools to helping kind of find your passion, what, what comes about when, we, when you hear that? Mm. I can't really give a concrete answer on that because my view of that question is very subjective I feel like there is right and wrong but depending on each individual it's very subjective but right perspective uh, I mean if you want to get down to the knit and grit it's just you know being successful at the end of the day but to get there and understand that right mindset um, kind of like you were saying like how do you overcome like the element the environment all these outlying factors that you want to overcome to get to that success um, I would say it's just a lot of experience, and sometimes you have to kick your ass and understand that it's not all sunshine and roses, and sometimes things get hard, but in the dark times, that's when you find yourself and you find out what you really want to stand for. Yeah. yeah. I like that you said, you know, initially the subjectivity part of it. Um, there's a lot of religions out there, right? And when, when I started this, people were like, Are you, is this religious? Are you, is this a right and a wrong show? My little guy is knocked out. If y'all can see it right now, it is classic. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's not about religion. You know, my stepmom's a Pentecostal minister. I was raised Catholic. Um, to me, this is about um, having the right perspective for you. Right? Everyone comes from different backgrounds, but you know if something that you do is going to hurt someone else, right? Um, 
there's a lot of discussion right now moralistically over drugs, right? Because of the marijuana legalizations Mm -hmm. recently. Um, At the end of the day, marijuana hurts you, right? Too much alcohol hurts you. Mm -hmm. Too much sugar hurts you. Too much fat hurts you. Too much everything can hurt you, right, of anything. I think what we have to look at is how do we be more compassionate and have more empathy for those around us? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's how we do the right thing. I think that's in everything you do and how you go into work into a job you really don't like. While you're there, are you wasting someone else's time? Are you having empathy for the business that you're at? Right? Even if you don't like that job, have empathy for yourself by when you get off work, go and do what you're passionate about. Right? Feel for yourself first. Mm-hmm. And I think people tend to not do that. Mm-hmm. They tend to use excuses. Oh, I don't like my job. But then they get off and they go and watch TV or they go out and drink. It's like, well, if you don't like your job, go volunteer at something when you get off that you do like. Right. right? And then maybe you'll earn a spot there. Exactly. You know? exactly. So I think it's important in that regard that when we think of perspective, we there's the rule the golden rule right do unto others as you would want done on you well do unto others as they would want done unto them right Mm -hmm. because the way you want done unto you may be different tomorrow right so look at what they want and how they're being perceived and how what you're saying is being perceived by them Mm -hmm. and i think try and gain more clarity about someone else as we interact in this world that's what i try and do at least with my perspective for sure um Anybody want to add? And Noah, you don't. <laughs> Brandon, you want to add anything about perspective? Hey, you got a mic on over there? Come up here to the mic. Brandon the poet, he's going to spill a little for us at the end. Um, hello, everyone. Um, yeah, so my name is Brandon Carr. I work at Chase. And um, my perspective on passion is pretty much like, it's just... It's, I found out my passion from just living, you know. I did the year program similar to uh, Dominic. And um, I was just, one day I just was, like, just putting the words together, and it was so natural. And it was like, it just felt so natural. And, like, it just, it felt fluid. And then one day I sat down and did it, and it was natural again. And it was like, wow, this is, like, what I really like. And it was amazing because, like, you know, I, every day I go to, you know, chase and, you know, suit and tie and count the money to the customers and, do transactions, help people, you know, make them smile. But like, like when when I'm out that office, like I'm back to writing, and it's like a, it's just a thing. And it, it's it's funny because sometimes I'll, I'll procrastinate on writing, and uh, I start to sink in this dark hole. But once I start writing, like I get out of that dark hole again. I'm back to elevating, you know. So yeah. it's just I don't know. My perspective on passion is, you know, just you have to live and like whatever feels right. You have to like really test it out, you know, to see if that's really what you like, because. I f- that's how I found out that I was a um, poet. You know, that's my perspective on um, your passion. That's awesome, man. <laughs> that is great. No, I really appreciate you sharing, man. I know I kind of put you on the spot, so that was perfect. Oh, no, it feels great. That's exactly what I needed. Yes. Brand's going to spill a little at the end. We'll leave some time open for him. Um, he, he's one of the, the best freestylists I've seen in person, <laughs> so it'll be exciting to hear him uh, kind of close it out for us. So. All right, my man. Um, so number two on this list, get out your metal detectors, right? When, you, when you're thinking of, of finding your passion. What, what comes to mind when you hear that? <laughs> like me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, money. 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 Okay. What about you? Oh, man. 
That's rough. Mm. Think. You're such a thinker. Yeah. Think about how you're gonna come overcome it. Yeah. Think about a plan. I'm. You know me. I'm. I'm a very. Uh, I like to. I'm a strategist. I think everything out before I do it. Yeah. So when I hear metal detector, that's what comes to mind. Just how am I gonna lay this out? How am I gonna take these steps? So think about this. And we we're again. We we're talking about Justin. If you're listening, where's Justin? He might be over talking to Ernie. Um, you know, when you are good at things, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be passionate about them. Some people get good at jobs and earn a living making that job. And some people are very happy doing that for the rest of their lives. I have no problem with people doing that. The people that I've seen to be the most successful are the people that like what they're doing, are passionate about it, and are earning a living from it. Mm -hmm. And so I think what I try and look at in those grades of transition um, is when you have a metal detector and you're out looking for metal and you hit something that's like you're getting close, it starts to go off, mm -hmm. right? When I think of trying to find your way into your, your career path, I think of trying new things and like, oh, ding, 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 I like this job, right? Oh, eh, I didn't like this part of the job. So I think trying to assess and, and like you said, just listen to your body and what it's saying that you like about a job and what you don't like. I, you're blessed enough. I'm blessed enough to be doing exactly what I want to be doing right now. Dom, you're doing exactly what you want to be doing? No, but I'm blessed to be alive every day. Right. And you're getting there, though. You want to, you're getting to, and you're, you're doing some pretty great things, man. So you're, you're doing pretty close to what you want to be doing, for sure. You are you getting to what you want to be doing? But you're getting there. You get the outlet. You you know you go and you write, right? You're doing it. Do more. Do more. No, are you doing? What you're... <laughs> He's doing what he does best, right? Aside from baseball, he is out. Anna, what about you? Are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Good. And it's it's a process. Right, the grind um, of trying to get that that metal detector to go off is a process. But if you don't get it to tune in and tune away at some things, then you're not going to learn what you like and what you don't like. So I think it's so important that people try new things. But uh, there's a book called The Four Agreements. One of them is be impeccable with your word. Right, try new things. But if you say you're going to do something, do it, right? If maybe you don't like the job, stick it out for the year that you said you do it. Mm -hmm. Like, give yourself a chance to like the job first. You know what I mean? Um, I, I really think that that one, not a lot of people let that one soak in about that. Uh, test it out, right? Fake it till you make it, but mm -hmm. grind in things that you don't really know if that's what you like. Yeah, and it's, it's a struggle sometimes. You know, you may come up to some obstacles, and that's fine. That helps you discover your passion and discover really what you're good at. And it shows your commitment. Yeah, yeah. just to grind through something that you may not really like, but mm -hmm. you know you're, you said you'd do it. Yeah, right. for sure. Um, look for an umbrella. <laughs> what do you guys think of with that one? 
look for uh, something that's going to keep you afloat. When it rains, it pours. Mm -hmm. And um, you can't start anything out new without failing at it once. And if you do, then more power to you. You know what I mean? See these little four-year-olds on the piano, beast mode. Right? I'm like, whoa! You look like you just started like that. I don't know if I'll ever be that good at anything in my life. So there's prodigies, but most people fail at things the first time they try it and are not good at it. And I think it's important that we be ready for shit to hit the fan if you're going hard, because it's gonna hit the fan at some point. And so. Throw your umbrella up and mm -hmm. be ready for it. But I think be prepared for it when it does happen. And know that your passion is what's going to push you through those days. And keep it moving. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, here's another one. Discern between a hobby and a profitable passion. Mm. What do you think about that one? Uh, it seems pretty straightforward. It does. Yeah. Yeah, profitable passion is something that obviously you have a passion. You know, maybe it's something that people tell you you're you're good at, you you like it, you spend a lot of your time doing it, whether it be fixing people's I don't know, car radios. Something that you're good at, you like it, you can spend all day doing it and it's no problem. But now with that, make a profit from it. Like, you're good at it. It's your passion. You can do it as long as you want. It's no problem for you. Now think about making money behind it. A hobby is something you may like to do, but there's nobody paying for it. What do you think is the hardest part in that transition? Why do you think not enough people jump from hobby to profit? I think it's about educating yourself. Learning, researching, finding out, okay, does this hobby or passion, hobby, whatever you want to call it, does that, is that a career path for me? But you have to research. You have to find out. You can't just in your head say, yes, it is. Research, find out. You know, there's so much on Google now you can look up. Can I turn this hobby into a profitable business? And you might be able to. Right. Right. But figure it out through research. Don, you want to add anything? Yeah, I feel like that's uh, that's 100% accurate. I would say that the foundation is, well, the transition, what makes it tricky is people think and then they automatically get discriminated and intimidated because they start to think about all these steps and they either think it's too much and their mind tells them they're not going to be able to do it or they think it's too much and they get lazy and inefficient and then give up on it before they even mm -hmm. tried it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I really like this one because... I don't think I started this podcast to be profitable. And when I started the podcast, your passion first wasn't even anything. It was just the pod principles of passion. That's it. Um, in starting it and in also helping start Purpose Workforce Solutions, like I had to really think of what I could do to solve a challenge. Right, because anyone can go and make money a couple days, mm -hmm. a week, or a couple years in a row. Um, how do you be profitable with some something that's going to create a systemic change? 
is what I try and look at. And I, I am blessed with the opportunity to be able to do that at both companies that I work at. Um, you know, obviously one of them being your passion first, but I had so many people and I still have so many people asking me, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, the people that know, they know, right? They're in it 100, right? And, you know, we have a strong group of volunteers. It's only growing, which when we throw our festivals, we're going to need as many as we can get. But I had to come to a point where it was just a podcast. And then how do I, how do I monetize per se, right? But how do I solve a problem with this more, right? But really, how do I make money to fund my podcast? Mm -hmm. um, and in, in finding other challenges in my life, I found like, hey, I can't solve that challenge here. Can I solve it here? And once I started doing the research, right, talking with different organizations, hey, what do you think about this idea? Has anyone ever done it? If they have, what did they do? How was it? How did they scale it out? When was it? How many, you know what I mean? Understanding that, that no one is really doing it. I got the research intelligence I need to say, hey, let's try and make this profitable. Mm -hmm. Anyone can start a business, right? Most businesses fail in the first five years, right? right. So it's, it's, we're trying, but you look at right, fun and then the transition to how do you make it a true mm -hmm. business? How do you develop um, an accounting team? How do you develop a marketing team? All that, right? Mm -hmm. Like stuff... My first go around, I definitely didn't do, um, and I'm I'm just glad to have met people along the way to help with it now, you know. Um, and that's one thing that you said that's really important is finding a mentor. So finding someone or bunch of people who can help encourage you and give you like the insight of what's happening in that hobby, in that passion, whatever it is. But find someone who's doing it that can show you the ropes. Because that's part of your research, having that person there to say, no, this is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. So let me tell you before you start what that is and help you along the way. Yeah. Purpose Workforce Solutions is a mentoring and coaching-based staffing firm. <laughs> <laughs> if you need help uh, leveling up with a life coach or you need help dealing with your challenges and barriers, we do offer a case manager as well as a life coach while we place you. Again, that's Purpose Workforce Solutions, purposeworkforce.com. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Ernie, you can do better, all right? We'll work on that. We'll work on that one. <laughs> um, expect the mutiny. What do you guys think about that? Expect the mutiny. Um, I'd say that people are going to challenge you, and people are going... Like-minded people, you might attract like-minded people on your road to success, but with that comes competition, and with that comes challenges, and if people start to think that they will overcome you, they will. They will try, so you just have to be able to understand in the long run that you have to look out for yourself and you have to be the one to step up when it's time to step up. I couldn't have said it any better. Great. I'm, I'm not even going to say it. Okay. Find the limits of your bravery. Um, what do you think about with that one, Victoria? 
find the limits of your bravery. Yeah, it sounds like um, really seeing how far can you go. Yeah. Yeah, like where are you willing to go? What are you willing to do yeah. to fight right. for your passion? Yeah, yeah. Um, but know that. Know yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, know your boundaries. Right. Know how far you can be stretched. That's a tough one, too. So, it is. Um, it's, that's tough. Yeah. And I, and I think that we can be stretched way further than we think, though, because mm -hmm. uh, we're all still here. Right. You know? And, and that's what I try and look at is how do I not hurt anyone in my decision making first and foremost? Mm -hmm. And how do I make sure that anything I do, uh, I'm, I'm trying to look at everyone's best interests. Right. Um, but I, I also try and look at when you're brave, you also have to know when you need help. You know, um, I had to stop drinking for a hot minute. Um, because I, I didn't think I had a problem, mm -hmm. and I still know that I shouldn't drink that much, and so I limit myself when I go out. I still drink too much sometimes. Um, I had to completely stop though to understand why I was drinking, mm -hmm. and now I do understand why. Mm -hmm. So now it's easier to not drink as much because I know the reason why, and it's an insecurity. So I think I try and get over that insecurity by doing other things to, to make me release that. And it's helped me reduce my drinking over time. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it, was, it was tough for me to hear from my mom and to hear and, and just to lose some friends almost based on some things I did when I was drinking. Um, so I just I had to really, I think, be brave and, and, and own up to it. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's life a little, right? Yeah. What about you with, with your bravery? Is there anything that you feel that you've had to just fight through and, and be brave through? Um, and let me add in a little caveat. That related to someone else. That wasn't necessarily you. Maybe a family member, maybe a sister, maybe a significant other um, that involved them versus you. Like you had something you wanted to do, but because of they were in the picture, you had to think about them. I think, I mean, really it's the bravery of just accepting challenges. Yeah. Accepting challenges because... Um, again, like I w was saying earlier, you have to think about you have to think about others around you. So, whatever you do, you're thinking about somebody. Whether it's I'm thinking about my husband, whether I'm thinking about my sister, my mom, you know, my you know, goddaughter, you know, whoever I'm thinking about, it's the challenge of I have to stay strong for them. Right. You know, I have to stay strong. I have to do what I do for them. So those decisions, some of the decisions I make going through challenges, because some days, quite frankly, you want to give up. You want to say, I'm throwing in the towel for whatever reason. But then you have to say, okay, can't do it. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. you have to stay strong yeah. for others. Right. So. Something that gets me through that is um, I have those days more than I'd like to admit, mm -hmm. but it's just um, 
something that always like helps me get through it is it's just 24 hours. If you get 24 hours done with, next day holds more opportunities, new chances. Right. And that's, sometimes that's all it is. You just got to look for like little things that will get you through each and every moment. Yeah, I love exactly. it, man. I love it. Incremental. Life in increments. increments. I mess that up every I like time. That. I just love the word increment. Like, as long as you got increments, like right? <laughs> um, Dr. Dre said, you just have to find that thing that's special about you that distinguishes you from all the others. And through true talent, hard work, and passion, anything can happen. Um, I, I don't know if I always believe that, uh, but I know that I believe it now because I've, I've busted my butt to get where I am. Um, and I've had to overcome those challenges. And I've had to really uh, fight through the fifth grade kid that got called high yellow because his stepdad was white. You know what I mean? And and fight through those insecurities of trying to uh, define myself, you know, define where I come from. Um, and that, you know, that's been a challenge. But I, I think the one thing I can say is I've, I've been myself. Right? I haven't changed for anybody. Uh, I'm not going to change for anybody. I'm going to change for the betterment always of something or some situation. But I'm never going to change for somebody um, except him. That's it. Yeah. Um, but when, I think when it comes to bringing your true self to the world, I think you really have to look at how you bring that self fully to the world and then how you, not try and be like other people, but how do you truly be elite and be in a, in a category of your own? Um, and I think that that takes time. I think it takes discipline. I think it takes meeting the right people, the right support system, um, and fighting through a lot of rain, right, with your umbrella and a lot of shit that's going to hit the fan. Um, but I think that that's the fun part, is the process. Because when you're already there, it's like, okay, you're there, what's next? The fun part is looking back and be like, that's what I got through to get there? Man, I did it though. If you won first prize at a talent show, what would it be for? Oh, boy. Do I have to answer that first? I'll answer it first <laughs> if you want, but for being me, that's it. Being you. Yeah. I love that. That's it. I love that. I don't even know if I have an answer. I would win first prize for just being real, probably being as straightforward as you're going to get. Yeah, I think. About you? I don't, those are such great answers. I think mine would be for being probably silly or goofy or I but don't it's know. It's you, right? It's as me. long as you're you. It's me. Yeah, Good. it's me. Good. Everyone should win first prize for being there. Mm -hmm. um, the closest I come to a runner's high is when... When I deliver a training that affects people's lives, that they will change some behavior based on something I've said, something I delivered, it changes somebody's life. Even if it's one person, they yeah. take one thing away from it. That's it. I love it. I love that. I love that. That was a very um, more down-to-earth answer than mine. Mine was, uh, 
I have a couple, but I was definitely going with Adrenaline Junkie. That's what does it for me. Like, I love that <laughs> rush. Mm -hmm. But if I had to say, it would definitely be um, when people reach out to me on Snapchat. Um, I do little 10, 20-second videos just, you know, giving people that optimism. And then when they reach back out and they tell me, like, oh, you're goofy or something, but it made me <laughs> smile, I live for that. Right. I live for you never know what someone's going through. So to be able to get that response and say, like, yo, this made me smile, this made me happy, it's like, I feel like I'm doing my job and making the world a little better. That's my runner's high. Besides jumping in front of training and stuff, but <laughs> that's a different story. Um, no, that's a good one. Let's do one last one. And then, Ernie, we're going to do one last and then put on a beat for Brandon to flow. End it out. All right. Brandon, hold on. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Go talk with him real quick. All right. Um, so if I played hooky for a week, I'd spend my time. Ooh, if I played hooky I'll for a week. I'll go and I'll let you guys think about it. If I play hooky, it was rich, by the way, because right now I'm going to sit <laughs> at home yeah, and summer on my balcony and kick it. But if I was rich, I would take my son snowboarding um, wherever he wanted to go. Get him a lesson, a couple lessons, and just grind for a whole week and just board somewhere. For sure. What about you? Ooh, I'd probably be vacationed somewhere on somebody's beach. You know, on the beach. Well, it's got to be somebody. You and me, a private beach? <laughs> Could a private, be a private beach. Private so whoever's private, private beach, beach, I can get on. Yeah, private yeah, yeah. beach. Yeah. Me and my husband on the beach somewhere, just relaxing. Yeah, relaxing. Not thinking about anything. Work, the world, anything. Just relaxing. Just thinking about the waves. Yeah, that sounds nice. I think for me, it would just be complete solitude and meditation. Somewhere that I could go and for a whole week just stay there. And just connect with the rest of the world. Okay. All right. Just mm -hmm. meditate. Yeah. Love it, bro. Split open my third eye or something. Yeah, do it. You never know. Mm -hmm. that, that would yeah. be awesome. Um, that's good. Mm -hmm. I think I think we should always try and dream for what you want to do when nothing else is forced upon you. You know, and try and get to that as as many times in your life as you can and try and always be be looking for that happiness because uh, you can find happiness in a lot in family in work ethic um, but how do you find happiness when there's nothing else there when there's nobody else there how do you really find that happiness and I think some people struggle finding that I think part of finding a new career is finding out what that happiness is mm -hmm. and then finding out how do you go somewhere and do it, you know? And then how do you get good at it? And then once you're good at it, how do you make money on it? Oh, I think a lot of people think they're going to make money before they're good at something. And it's like, that's not the way the world works. Right. You know? I definitely see where you're coming from, and I can definitely understand that. And my thing with that is it's just, um, uh, when you said you, you look for it or you're trying to find this, like, that's some, to me, uh, happiness isn't an emotion. It's a state. And you when you stop looking for it and just live for the moment and live for what you're doing presently, that's when you, you can achieve happiness. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I love it, man. I love it. 
Yeah, live in the moment, you know, do your best just to go back through. Uh, do the right thing. Attitude is everything. Don't let your emotions get the best of you. Believe in yourself. Set goals. Stay organized. 85% of all jobs are filled by networking. Diligence is the father of perseverance. If you don't have an education, you better have a craft or a lot of money. And even if you have all three, nothing in life is guaranteed. And be elite are the 10 principles. It's been a, an amazing first season. Um, I'm going to let Brandon come on. I think what we really want people to understand about what we're trying to do and what we will succeed at is we want people to be more inspired. Um, we want to inspire. To inspire and to be inspired. Um, that takes a mindset shift within the world, but it's got to start community by community, community mm -hmm. to community, uh, peer to peer. It's got to start with each of us making a change and being empathetic to everyone around us, you know, regardless of uh, race, religion, creed, any of that. Uh, I think that that's a huge first step. I think we saw one great president and we saw one uh financially sound president is what I would call him. Um, I don't know if moralistically he's the best for what we need, but we need to be great again. We need to be the most powerful financially again, which I do get that. Um, again, I'm not saying neither here nor there. I am saying, though, that we're at a time right now when we need to be more empathetic to each other, um, regardless of race, religion, and creed. So I hope that you take that away from everything that we've done uh, in terms of trying to motivate, trying to inspire, but also as we look within and, and want to be inspired by awesome people like Victoria, um, you know, thank you for coming on, but that share their stories of, of the challenges, right? Especially people of color because we lack those in corporate America um, right now. That's the challenge with people coming in. They don't have people to look up to. So how do we bring more of those people to our show? But then also, how do we go in communities, host festivals that can open people's eyes to resources that they may lack, right? They see it from one avenue, whether it be their phone or TV. How do we bring it to them in an experiential way at their level and then get them to level up? So a lot of things to come. Uh, we are going to take three weeks off for production uh, you will start to see some content. That is a promise. Um, real quick, couple fairs, and then I'm going to let Brandon finish it off for us. Uh, Brandon is a poet. He's a recent graduate from Year Up. He also works at Chase. Chase. Uh, but his passion is poetry and flowing, so I wanted to give him an opportunity Job fairs, real quick. Tenley Park, we missed. Tomorrow, June 19th, Arlington International Race Course. Job News USA, um, Arlington International Race Course. There's also one at University of Phoenix campus, which is 13th floor. 
Suite 1300, uh, 203 North LaSalle. So again, that's 203 North LaSalle Street, and it's the 13th floor, and that one is tomorrow at 10 a.m. Brandon, I appreciate you. Um, this is on the spot, but that's what you do best is flowing. So Ernie's going to throw on some tunes, and we want you to close it out for us. We'd be honored if you would do that, man. Thank you, man. Hold on. Sound chat. Ernie's coming in. Sound guy. Ernie's going to put the beats on. My bad. No, my bad. Sound guy. Sound guy. Hey, remember, if you don't put your passion first, it's hard to chase your dreams. Let's get it. I call this one success. I right, wrote this like the beginning of the year. It was pretty much me just pouring my heart out. I'm going and laying out for y'all. Uh, I breathe, then I proceed with perseverance. Brando, get that bag, I swear that's all I'm hearing. They asked me what took me so long, man, I was only healing. I swear one day I'm gonna be famous, I just got a feeling. And working nine to fives, it's just not appealing. So I'm finna go above and beyond my limits It's 2019, my mentality, I'm gonna buy my business With lyric, fitness, vocab, physics, I'll blow up in minutes I gotta invest up in my path to reach paradise Have you ever looked in life and thought this stuff is cold as ice? I taught that type of smack that makes you think twice There's gonna be times where you have to pray to Jesus Christ Sometimes you gotta maintain the smile, shout out to all might Alright, when tragedies at you, you better put up a fight It's like, in order to reach success, you gotta sacrifice this car life You gotta take risks, so you better roll the dice I'm on the road to success, don't need a driver's license A brother dripping like Aquaman, I ain't need a trident I'm knocking verses out like a Mike Tyson. Sometimes I ride from late nights to the dang horizon. I grew up in the house with mother and father, living in the cold city with bullets hot as lava. In the booth, writing scripts, I ain't talking Java. I stay focused, staying sharp like that boy Baraka, spitting bars like a turret. Hope your headphones is burning. I reside in the burbs, you can say I'm suburban. When I was young and dumb, I grew up in the urban. I gotta be a better version. I'm a sort of in the tournament, can't afford to be nervous, feeling for it on purpose, and a brother's still learning. Whatever I put in the universe, I swear it's only returning. I gotta hustle for the earners. Do I stop on the couch and pout? Yeah, I'm not that person. In 1996, I remember moms was holding me, then I grew up. And just to learn my ABCs and after that a youngin had dreams of making a hundred G I learned about success, had to come up with a recipe I was getting anxious, got tired of watching the streets success of me Was gleaning clarity, I was realizing my destiny Shout out DJ L, had to go crazy on the LB Grandma V, I'ma always love you forever Rest in peace, one day I woke up, I was flexing in that charger but skip that stuff, I gotta go a little harder And I'm feeling like Bruce Lee, cause I'm flowing like some water The studio getting hotter, I walk in the booth, face the mic and slaughter Working hard, uh, balling like the Rosen Started buying chains, now my neck on frozen Live life like it's golden, just got with the slogan I'm super sick like a Rosen, I live up to every moment
Yes, 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 yes. Give him a round of applause. Nice, Give him a round of applause. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, stay tuned for season two. We'll catch y'all in a few weeks. Peace, love, and so. chicken grease. Follow your passion.